Humility is not thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less. Today's episode, Jason and I discuss the opposite of humility, pride, and what that leads to and what a humble spirit will lead you to. Welcome to the 3D Disciples podcast, where we're working together to develop disciples who display God's love as we deploy into God's world. Join us on this journey by liking, subscribing, and following this channel. I'm your host, Hannah, and alongside us is the pastor of FBC Clarion, Jason Hunter. May Jesus help us climb to new heights. You know how the opening says we're working together to develop disciples? Yes. Okay. Well, in this episode and a few upcoming episodes, we are going to talk about topics where someone else other than you preached on. Okay. And I think it's pretty cool that others, even those who are outside of FBC, are kind of working with us on this 3D journey. And how would you say our church has been progressing so far in the 3D journey? Um, I think, well, I mean, I'm, you know, I, I hear people, you know, we're, we're grasping what the 3Ds are. People, more people like, you know, develop, display, deploy, develop, display, deploy, you yeah. know, and as we figure out what all those pieces go, we're, right. we're still heavily in the develop part mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, getting, getting that part going and understanding. Uh, I try to explain it and probably not the best terms, but that's that the develop part is the philosophical kind of biblical teaching behind what we want to be the display will be will is you know starts to lead into more of the action steps of what mm-hmm. we've learned in the development phase mm-hmm. and uh so we're you know but we're 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 getting that we're phrasing that people are thinking in those lines and so and we've seen some movement in that area so i'm i'm pretty excited by that you know and yeah it's really good um that well, I, I did that very purposely. I wanted other people preaching and it not just because this isn't just my thing. You yeah, know, this is our thing. And, and so giving other people a chance to be part of that is good. And, you know, and I, you know, those are some that I got to sit back and listen to some of those notes, too. And yeah. I enjoy that time, too. That's that's really good for me. Yeah, because I had noticed that, like, a lot of times when someone else was preaching, it's because you were away. But this this particular episode about humility was actually you were here and you got to sit in attendance and take notes yourself. Yeah. You have a lot of blank pages, but this page you have at least filled <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah, I'm going back and rewatching all the sermons, which I, that's, uh, it's not fun to watch yourself. On, <laughs> no. on, it's not fun. Yeah. So I have to kind of force myself to watch myself to take notes back. So you're more often probably likely to watch the ones that you don't preach on. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know those better. Um, so yeah, we're getting back into what humility and who Barry, Barry's from the Baptist Resource yep. Network. Barry Whitworth. Barry Whitworth. And so he pretty much the half or most of his sermon was about pride because he called humility the antidote for pride. And I'm kind of really glad that he did it this way because humility is very confusing for me. But pride, I can understand. Right, right. <laughs> and so can you tell me something that you remember hearing in his sermon? Uh, well, yeah, I, I wrote that same line down. I have my notes here, you know, uh, that humility is the antidote of pride. So he's just kind of talking about, like, we got to start with with pride, you know. And, and that makes a lot of sense to me. I, I was really glad to see him approach that, you know, another way of looking at would like, so repentance is the antidote for sin. Mm-hmm. So if you don't understand sin, you can't really apply repentance. Oh, yeah. You know? It's like, and, like partnership back in the other chapters. You know, faith yeah. is the is the 
antidote for doubt. And so understanding, so all those kind of opposites and understanding those is, is, is really a, a good idea. Um, and so he, he did tackle pride. I wrote down, you know, like the five things that pride does. It, you know, it, it defies God because you're thinking more about yourself than God. You're like, I'm mm-hmm. in charge. You're not in charge. It defiles man. Um, uh, because we that puts us at odds with others you know mm-hmm. um it uh, divides society again because we're like it's about me i'm not the pride it's about me not about you yeah there was something i actually wrote down <coughs> that he said that i wouldn't mind sharing here is there's never been an argument a war a divorce or a church split where pride was not a major factor there you go and i was like wow this yeah is and, and you and you sit there and you're like those it's like those statements where you got like Ooh. yep yeah, but you don't you realize it when you're mid-argument. Like my dad and I, <laughs> we would have dinner together, and we were both very headstrong people. And I can't tell you how many times we'd be sitting at the dinner table and just being like, just arguing over something minor. But like we both felt like we were right. And yeah, I kind of want to go back to those moments with him and be like, why did I have so much pride? Why did he have so much pride that we just both had to be right? Like we would argue for hours, but yeah. And so this is all in the chapter of selflessness, right? You Mm -hmm. know? And so when we live selfless, you know, and self-denial and all that kind of stuff. So that leads to forgiveness leads to unity. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, so there, these, all these things connect so tightly together. Oh yeah. And, uh, so yeah, so humility is huge in that part and and it's not the norm it's not the default setting of the human heart no no then that's what where i was going to go was like how why humility confuses me is i kind of see it like this seesaw where the one end of the seesaw is pride and the other end of the seesaw is like just thinking lowly about yourself and you had said one time i don't know if in the podcast or not but about how humility is not thinking less of yourself but thinking of yourself less yeah And that kind of helped me understand this a little more. But yeah, I just see like, so going back to that seesaw analogy, like if I think of myself, like I don't want to give myself credit for something then I'm thinking more lowly of myself. But like if I want to receive praise for something I've done, am I being prideful or like, I don't know. I just, this seesaw is, I don't know how to balance it. Yeah, well, and, and, I, and I think, but I, I think humility is the answer to that seesaw is just not to be thinking about yourself at all. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So just get off the seesaw, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's that makes sense. You know, and because because what I realize, and, and I say this to people sometimes in counseling and try to help them understand that, like, we we hear a lot of people who are, are like, they struggle with... Um, Self-esteem will be a really popular t- term mm-hmm. and, and, and people who really think low of themselves, who like put themselves down and talk bad about themselves a lot. Um, you still think and, about and, yourself. Yeah. yeah. And so what I help them, what I try to help them understand is what you, you actually are, you're still being very pride prideful and, and somebody's like and, and they have a hard time understanding that because mm-hmm. they're like well I'm, I'm I think so low of myself I put myself down and, yeah. and and the answer that people try to give to that is you need to talk yourself up you need to love yourself you need to encourage yourself mm-hmm. but but that 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 real internal where you're really thinking about how bad you are and how much you stink and how sucky I am and all that kind of stuff it's it's kind of backwards pride still self it's yeah. still because you're still thinking about yourself mm-hmm. and and not not thinking about yourself mm-hmm. and so you're it's pride is the concentration on self whether you think you know arrogance and boasting is the is the 
kind of what we, we might say positive side. It's the bragging side yeah. of pride. Yeah. But, you know, uh, but really being really critical of yourself and, and uh, perfectionism and putting yourself down. Yeah. That's maybe we would say this negative side of pride, but it's still pride. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're it's just, like the sneakiest sin, I feel like. Because when he was talking, I was just like, well, I guess, yeah, that's kind of prideful. And that, yeah, it's just ooh, sneaky. Um, our chord group talked about Matthew chapter 7. I'm just your wife was wondering about this up because we're reading a book called Not a Fan. And in Matthew 7, verses 21 through 22, um, we were trying to talk about, like, how are you not just a fan but a follower? And I, going back to this humility, pride idea, I kind of see a little more in the text than just like whether you're a fan or not. So I'm just going to read it and then we can discuss it. Okay. So Matthew 7, 21 through 22. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my father in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, didn't we prophesy in your name, drive out demons in your name and do many miracles in your name? So would you say these people have pride because they're talking about what they did? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably a really good point because I did this and they kind of throw in your name. Yeah. But who are they giving credit? Like you did this, mm-hmm. you know, period. Uh, and and so there is a there's a certain pride and, and, a, and a danger even within the church life for sure mm-hmm. to to. Uh, um, to do things in the name of God, but it's really bringing, you know, um, a, a lot of attention to the people who do that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, especially in Western culture, America right now, you know, there is this pretty giant cult of personality within, even within the church world. So, mm-hmm. so like the pagan world has their superstars <laughs> that they all admire and, mm-hmm. and, and want to be like, and, and, and like everything in the Christian world, like we have Christian music, we have Christian movies, we have Christian yeah. restaurants. We, we have, we've, we've Christianized, you know, in some way, everything the world has, so we can have the same thing, but mm-hmm. it's it's just a Christian version of everything they have, and so we have our Christian superstars, mm-hmm. and like we want to be like them, and we hold them up on pedestals, and 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 we'll talk about how how great they are and what they accomplish, and 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 we often think you know it's because of the favor of God. When I think a lot of times it might even just be their own. They're just a type A personality who's mm-hmm. really, really driven and that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. and so yeah, so it can slip in. It, it's a it's a dangerous. Um, it, it's one that I that I just quite honestly one of those that that I try to be very cognizant of, is is remaining humble, mm-hmm. and uh, and not thinking highly of myself and not thinking that I've accomplished much and and trying to realize that. There's a, a, a there's a, a lady in my first church, and she said she said this to me, and uh, the day she said it to me, I probably didn't receive it as well as I as I have grown to really adore it, and apparently I must uh, you know I was new and apparently must have bombed on my sermon that day pretty good, and, <laughs> and uh and that happens occasionally, yeah, and um. And she came up to me and she just kind of patted me on the back. And I think she was trying to console me. And she said, just remember, Jason, God qualifies the called. He doesn't call the qualified. <laughs> I think you've said this before. But still, it's and, funny. But Thank I you. still remind myself of that. Yeah. And, and, and it was really, it's really a good thought to have. Yeah. It's, it's really a good, because we can get into that. 
Oh, look at what I've done. Look at what I've done. Look at mm-hmm. what I've done. And I'm not sure if that's like what Jesus was saying here, like that these people were prideful and that's why they can't come in. But I don't know. It was just another take on like how these people were speaking. Yeah. And I was like, maybe there is some pride in there. But I got a little bit confused too, because then Barry said something about that it's okay to have pride in a job well done. And he used like the parable of the talents about how you used your talents to, you know, increase the kingdom. And so I guess I'm just a little bit like he said that you can't have pride independent of God. So they did say that like, you know, we did these things in your name. So I don't, yeah, I just, I guess I get a little bit confused. Is it pride in the situation or is it something else? Well, that might be an uh, an element of it. I I think in that parable in in the Sermon on the Mount, he's just kind of teaching that great accomplishments don't really prove anything, mm-hmm. you know, you know, so you, so you, you can do great things and not do it out of the real love for God, mm-hmm. you know, that mm-hmm. you can. So, and, and again, that's, that's kind of what I like. We need to be careful about even in that Christian community, like just because you're doing great things, at least from, you know, some, that your heart can still be far from God. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And so that's that's the thing. I, I think I would change what Barry said a little bit, um, maybe because we kind of use pride in that satisfaction of a job well done. Mm-hmm. And so, like, and so what I would say is like God created us for work. I mm-hmm. mean, in the Garden of Eden, there was jobs, and, and God created us to be producers and to make things, and and like and. You know, if you've ever worked hard in your life and accomplished something, there's a sat, there's a, there's a heart satisfaction with doing a job well, mm-hmm. knowing that you've put forth effort and you've accomplished something. And I think that's part of the ethic of work that God created work. And there's something deeply satisfying mm-hmm. about doing a job and doing it well. Mm-hmm. We call that pride. You know, mm-hmm. we say, oh, I'm proud of the job I did today. Yeah. And that's not the same pride that's kind of forbidden that leads down the road. Right. And so I would say that's more like that enjoying yeah. what God has created in us to be producers, to be workers. Mm-hmm. And like there's a there's a real heart satisfaction. And so working is a good thing God created. He gave it to us. And doing that well, especially if you recognize it's for the glory of God, you know, you know, like your vocation or whatever, you're great. You do it out of gratitude for God. Like, thank you for this job. I want to do a good job because I represent you or whatever. There's some heart satisfaction in that, mm-hmm. that we generally call pride. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that's a, it really should be called something else. It's, it's not the yeah. forbidden pride. Right. That is the English that, language. That, that heart satisfaction. You need more words. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Another quote from the sermon is, you can't be proud and humble at the same time. If your heart is full of pride, you can't act humbly. And he later on says, you can't simply turn on humility with a switch. Um, So how do we turn it on? Like, how do I change myself from wanting to always argue my point when I know I'm right um, and just kind of turn that humility on? I mean, I know it's not a switch, but I don't know. Yeah, well, it's it's um, it's it won't happen in the heat of the moment. If 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 ah, if, if it's yeah. in the if you're already in the argument phase, it's gonna be it's gonna be hard to like. Oh, okay, I'm just gonna stop now. Yeah, you know, um, I, I think it comes before that. It's it's really calculating 
do I have to be right? Mm -hmm. What does it matter if I'm right? What is the consequences of me being right? Why do I want to be right? Why do I have to, you know, that plays into the spiritual disciplines where you sit down and you meditate on like those things and maybe, maybe I should fast from arguing for a day. (laughs) That's a good one. That could, that'd be great. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And and so that's kind of a struggle I've had personally too, is, is I used to like, and, and so I've learned to just like not, or I'm trying to learn. I don't want to say I've accomplished it completely, but <laughs> but just not say things, you know. And like, and I see mistakes people make, um, you know. And like, just I, I I'll give you an example. Um, and I think I think there's some practice. I think there's some real practical stuff we can do. Uh, Doctor Nyman one time said, if you want to build patience, a, a good way to build patience is like so. When you check out at Walmart, find the longest line in Walmart and get in that line. <laughs> I refuse. Uh, you know, and, yeah. and, and train yeah. yourself like it's going to be okay to take an extra five minutes to get out of here. My life's not going to end. The mm. world's not going to end. And so you can actually train yourself to be patient. Okay. And so I think you can do similar things, very simple little practices mm. that can teach you humility. So like, how often have you been in a conversation? I was in a conversation with somebody today mm-hmm. and they were giving me some tomatoes okay. uh, from their garden. And then when they were bagging them up, they're like, these are really good eating apples. And oh. they had missed, they had, they had just, they had been talking about apples before. Yeah, yeah. Right. And they're talking about the tomatoes that they're giving me. And they accidentally called the tomatoes apples. Yeah. Now there would have been a time when I was like, Oh, you mean, you mean tomatoes, right. <laughs> and, and, and make that correction. Right. But, but why? Yeah. Well, you know, I knew what she meant. You know, she yeah. knew what she meant. Yeah. She just, it was an accident. And, and, and learning to catch myself, like, I don't have to correct that. Yeah. It's, it's okay that she said apple. We all it's, know it's tomato. And we That's know it's so tomato. funny because I was watching this episode today and you came up to the stage and you said, yeah, we're having our church picnic on April 19th. And I was like, it's August. <laughs> but I knew like, as soon as I heard you say it, I was like, everyone else in the church, it's like, july at the time of the recording they know it's august as well like but yeah i just yeah, did that today but, but but you see how that's a way yeah. to like for for me who like to argue my point yeah and, and correct people you know mm-hmm. or, or argue like till i'm right learning to discipline myself not to do that mm-hmm. helps me you know like practice humility what, yeah, yeah that, that i think i think that's a practice of humility like i yeah. don't have to i don't have to be right i yeah. don't have to prove i'm right i don't have to correct people i can just it can be okay yeah you know and and you know, not embarrass the person, think about them, yeah. and, you know, that kind of stuff. So Yeah, I'm going to have to try and find ways this week to do that. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to be on the hunt. Okay. Um, so there's also a proverb that uses some vocabulary and type of thinking that I think we don't really commonly use today. So can you help me understand it? It's Proverbs 18:12. It says, before destruction, a man's heart is haughty, but humility comes before honor. And that was something Barry had brought up in his sermon. Um, I think Jesus is a real example of that. Okay. And so there's a, there's a verse in the New Testament that says, you know, have this mindset that was in Christ who, though he existed, God didn't consider equality with God a thing to be grasped, but he emptied himself and became, and humbled himself and became obedient even to the point of the cross. All right. Mm-hmm. So, the, so it tells us to have this mindset of humility. And then it goes on and then God raises him up so that mm-hmm. his name is above every name. Mm-hmm. And, and so you think about King David, like the humility that preceded his kingdom. 
Mm-hmm. You know, like he's being chased around by Saul and throwing spears at and having to hide yeah. out in caves. We, and, we forget about that. Yeah, yeah. You know, and even though he was already been promised that he was going to be king. Yeah. You know, and, mm-hmm. and so, but he, but he remained humble. He remained loyal to King Saul. He had a chance to kill him and didn't, mm-hmm. you know, and he, and, even though he knew again that he was going to be king, he exactly. could have taken it that way, but he didn't. And so he, yeah. he always, he always kept that humility until God removed him and then moved Saul, removed Saul and placed him as king. He remained. And so, so there's just constant like humility goes before uh, God's honoring. So the honor comes from the Lord, right? Which is what I think Barry mentioned a lot too. Is like you don't need to build yourself up or expect others to build you up because if you serve God, He will be the one to build you up and honor you. And go back to the story of the talents, right? Mm -hmm. These guys, they do the best they can. They come before their king. They, they like here, I did the best I could. Mm -hmm. And then the king goes, well done. Now we're going to give you more. And and so I think there's a lot. So humility and faithfulness kind of run hand in hand. And the, the, the whole idea of being faithful with a little, and then he will make you faithful with more. Mm -hmm. And so like, God gives you a little task do that very faithfully, very humbly. And then, and so one of my favorite, one of my favorite authors, I think I've mentioned him quite often is a, is a 13th century monk called Father Lawrence. Um, and, uh, and so Father Lawrence, it's called the practice of the present. He started thinking about how everything he does is in the, is in the presence of God, like God's always present. And, and so he would think about that. He tried to make himself very consciously think God, you know, God's here. And Father Lawrence was the dishwasher in the, uh, in the kitchen of the monastery. Mm-hmm. And at one point he says, you know, cause the monks, they would have to go off for hours a day and pray in their rooms in silence. And he said, he got so accustomed to thinking and, and concentrating on, I'm doing this in the presence of God. He said, it didn't matter if I was in my time of prayer or if I was picking up a straw off the floor in the kitchen or washing a dish, I did it all for the glory of God. And, mm-hmm. and the moments of, of washing dishes was as sweet as the moments of prayer because it was all in the presence of God. Mm-hmm. And so here's this 13th century monk who who had the worst job in the monastery <laughs> and now uh he's one of the most widely read uh devotions his practice of the mm-hmm. presence and people you mm-hmm. know often he's one of those people that kind of classic reads about christianity of someone who practiced the presence of god and so here he's living this very humble just doing his plain life almost very yeah. plain life and now people around the world know his name that's awesome. Um, the first part, though. So before destruction, a man's heart is haughty. What does that part? I think just mean? that having a very high opinion of himself. That's what haughty means. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. I'm, I'm better than you. Mm-hmm. And do you think that that destruction, destruct, like as much as honor comes from God, do you think that like destruction would come from him too, or maybe from somewhere else? Well, I think a haughty spirit just leads to destruction. Mm-hmm. You know, because like. Let's go back to Saul, right? King Saul is mm. like, so he was given some, some, some <laughs> commands, yeah, right? Yeah. And he's like, I know what God said, but I'm going to do it a different way. I'm going to, I'm going to like, nah, this is really what would honor you, God. We're going to make these sacrifices to you. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's really a haughty spirit, you know, like I, I know better than what you told me to do. And, 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 and what? And I'm going to do this in honor of you. Oh, yep. yep. <laughs> you know, he, he, that, yeah. so he kind of like, hey, look, I'm going to do this in your name, so to speak. Right. I'm going mm-hmm. to sacrifice what you said not to. And 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 I'm going to do it as an honor to you. 
and and God goes, nope, mm-hmm. that, that's not what it, that's just. No, you're haughty. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna do something better than I could think of it. Yeah, I bet if we and looked, so that led to his destruction. Yeah, I think if we look at the Old Testament, we could find a million and one stories that Probably. this would fit. Cool. Um, do you have anything else you want to add about humility? Uh, no. I I just I think it's something we should pray for is help us. Um, it's so. In the, I would say I'd wrap up with this thought. Okay. In what I call the economy of God, the things that, that God really values, um, there does seem to be things that God really, really values. Mm-hmm. And I would say humility is probably in the top three of the things that God really values mm-hmm. in, in, in life. And so chasing humility, really thinking about humility, mm-hmm working how not to think of yourself how to be more selfless how to put other people first mm-hmm. it is is really worthwhile because mm-hmm. um, it, it leads to so many other things that god values yeah because <laughs> i'm thinking of another thing that he had brought up about like that there were seven things that the lord detests and the number one on that list was being arrogant so like i guess it would kind of make sense if god does work in opposites yeah. that something he loves the most would be it's it's uh, it's amazingly important to god's to the and to being a disciple i mm-hmm. mean it's hard to love if you can't be humble it's hard to forgive if you can't be humble it's hard to live in unity it's hard to think of others it's hard to minister to others it's it, you know it it is really kind of a key to so many discipleship things that that having that is and really struggling for it is is important. Oh Lord, it's hard to be humble. You're perfect in every way. I can't wait to look in there. get Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. Our prayer is that you've heard something today that will help you be a better disciple of Jesus Christ. We also want to encourage you to make sure you take your next step in your discipleship journey by considering what it is you would do about what you heard today and then go and do it. Finally, we want to invite you to join us at 1030 on Sundays either at our Main Street campus in downtown Clarion between Dunkin' Donuts and McDonald's or online at fbcclarion.com. God bless.